always working on it. As I listened back through this article slash podcast that I, I wrote the article quite a while ago and I gotta tell you some emotions are really coming up with this one which is interesting didn't so much with the past I've I've um, reflected back on but this one is setting me on edge a bit it talks about creating a to-do list looking for clarity in the days and weeks and months deciding what to let go celebrating the successes that came from the to-do list allowing time for flow and moving into a plan it's really good for me to re-listen to this because I talk about how I love making lists as I listen to the recording I'll let you in on a secret I don't like writing lists I have to sort of force myself to do it and when I wrote that I remember even thinking as I wrote it, I'm going to write. Maybe that's that affirmation piece. If I say it strongly enough, I'll believe it. I have this aversion to writing lists. I'm not sure why. I I think I have a reason in the back of my mind why. Remembering someone in my life that wrote a lot of lists and I had to follow those lists. So there could be some resistance showing up for that. So as I'm ruminating on this reflecting, it really did help me when I had kids at home full-time job, you know, before and after school, driving, you know, doing all the things that some of you are probably still in the midst of, that to-do list was a lifesaver. And I did notice that it was super helpful to me to have that to-do list for, you know, the day-to-day stuff, the weekly stuff, the monthly stuff, the calendar. You know, now that I'm thinking about it too, getting out the calendar was like pulling teeth, but we had to do it. So, I sort of walked myself into that and now that the kids have moved off on their own my life is much more my own my job is much more part-time my life is different my to-do list is basically the only list I think I write now is the grocery list I think that's it and I have to force myself to do that um because I think there's also something in my, my mind that wants me to, you know, keep it up in your head. It's, it's smarter if you keep it organized up in your head. What is that? Because I, I do know that if I write it down, I see it, I remember it, and I do it. If I put it up in my head, it disappears. It's gone. Come on. It's gone. You know, and that's been forever. And even at this stage of my life, you know, when you start to forget things a little bit more, I think it's because we just have so much in our brains that we're trying to hang on to. So that said, it gets me thinking also about an activity um, that I do sometimes with my students uh, at Grand Valley. And that is, and I learned this from one of my mentors, to take some time to write down every single thing you have to do. And then circle the things that you know you really have to do and cross everything else off that could get maybe put onto another list later and narrow it down to the three really important things that you want to get to. And I haven't done that for myself for a while, so I think I might go back and, and, and try that out. But I can already feel the resistance to it too. It's very interesting. The feelings, is that a feeling or an emotion? I'm not sure. What's coming up? with the idea of a to-do list. Always working on it. So that was the intent of the article. It talks about celebrating accomplishments and 
I am noticing that I'm holding things up in my head and my celebration will be to sort of get through the week, notice different things and maybe go buy myself a coffee or walk out in the woods. Even though I'm putting those into my schedule, I'm also using those as celebrations of really just being alive. I think I'm celebrating that much more now than I am checking off things on a to-do list. Very interesting shifts have happened. Also, the time for rest has, and I think that this came also, you know, when I wrote that article and then recorded, even recorded the podcast way before the pandemic. And so I have rearranged, you know, how I do things, not only with kids being gone, but to those years of being home and I've been working from home quite a bit more. This is the first year back into um, really a face-to-face setting in the last three years, really, for me. So everything's different. And even though, yep, always working on it, at that point, I was really heavily focused on my my own uh, sideline business as well. And that sort of set aside. So I've set a lot aside, which has actually opened up a lot of space and wondering how I want to fill that space or do I want to fill that space? I think that's another part of where I am right now with always working on it is really putting big chunks of time in to rest, to nap, to do yoga nidra, to walk outside, to really open those. I was thinking that the Chicks song, Wide Open Spaces. Wide open spaces. I sing that to the dog sometimes. That Just that beautiful, allowing it to be wide open. Because I am want to come back and fill that space with something. That's always been my, my way. And so to allow those spaces to be open. To allow the to-do list to be more generous and less nitpicky. It, it used to have to be that way. I had to know who was where, when, and who I had to pick up when, and what I had to do, and what job was happening, and what was going to be for dinner, and how to plan it all out. Wow, it's just so different now. I don't know where you are in your life on the sort of continuum of always working on it, but I also talk about doing things in little bits, um, little bits and big bits. Right now, I'm noticing it's more of the big bits. I've got these sort of big swaths of time, like a three-hour time block here, three-hour time block there, an hour time block, an evening time block, going to sleep early. Um, It's interesting. It's the little bits of time that have shifted. And now that I'm saying that, I'm also noticing all my 21-day sessions focus on doing one little tiny thing every day to build up to something bigger and I needed that before but I'm noticing that those sessions don't really they're I'm not doing them right now I'm I'm putting that information up into a site as classes it's a separate piece that keeps my mind busy and it it, you know it's kind of putting together a body of work so it's serving a new purpose but I am opening things up things are are bigger so it is it is really fascinating to me to go back and to listen to how I was how I was then how I am now what stayed the same what stays the same is the celebrations and allowing for the flow and creating clarity 
What's changed is the way my to-do lo- to list looks and I am able to hold things up into my head a little bit because there's so many fewer things to hold there. So the forgetfulness comes when I start to get overwhelmed or, and I'm noticing I'm keeping that at bay too. I'm not allowing for the overwhelm anymore. I, everything is overwhelming. If you're living on this planet, we are overwhelming ourselves again. We had this quiet time with the pandemic, whatever was going on for you. And it's lots of horrible things. I, I understand that, but there was also that awareness of how are we taking care of our planet? How are we taking care of ourselves and one another? And I know there's always been wars going on. There's always been upset and famine and discord, but there's also always been beauty. And I know I mentioned this last week in my podcast, the importance of noticing and being aware of my body in space, my mind, the time, the seasons. And so with always working on it, I guess you also have to go with the flow of what's happening at the moment. And there were always, you know, there were wars and issues and problems going on way back, you know, the start of my life. I can list out all of the things and problems, but we kept living, we kept eating, we kept dancing, we kept moving through it. We kept family things going. We've been through life and death. We'll continue to go through life and death. It is all part of it. So the other thing I noticed too is that is that connection of emotion. How do I want to choose to allow what's the, okay, what's the emotion telling me? Whatever I'm feeling for like when I hear the word to-do list or there's a war going on or pandemic or um, someone had a baby or someone died or you know whatever it is, there's always some drama happening, right? How do I want to paint that over with the emotion? Or do I want to just let the emotion flow through and then take a look at my feelings, take a look at the reactions that I'm having? So allowing for that flow, allowing for the seasonal shifts and changes, starting something and quitting it if it's not fitting the mold of going with the flow and finding time for rest finding time for celebrations, letting go. So I think that's it too, is letting go of the emotions that, that don't serve. They might be telling me something. I will listen and then let them go. So I think what's happened is instead of the to-do list being little bits and big bits, right now it's just a lot of big bits and a big sort of swath of what what will things look like? It is interesting to sort of ruminate on your own thinking. I don't know if any of you are trying this for yourselves, but I was in a very different place then than I am now. Both are equally beautiful. And this has given me some insights into who I am and what's happening right now. So coming back to celebrations, and also I talked in there in that podcast about going on a vacation. I don't have that that need also for a huge break because I'm putting the restful times in within the day. So maybe those are my little bits. Now, putting in the rest or if there's a block of time, 
not trying to fill it up with too many things, just letting it be a beautiful block of time. So very different place in my life right now in reflection to always working on it, wondering what will happen in the days to come, but not really worrying too much about it. I wonder though too, if I will get back to a to-do list of any kind, or if the to-do list is different than it used to be and that's okay. And I'm almost thinking the to-do list now is like my to-do list was before I had children much more of a flow of the day and much less worrying about what it's supposed to look like and what I'm going to check off because I'm doing those things within the day. Really interesting. Well, thanks for listening. It's really fun to ruminate on thoughts from the past and then to see where things are right now here, which would be future for then. Future for you know listening to the past, which pulls it into the future which now I'm in the future, in this present moment. I always love that. And then wondering where it will go from here. So wondering how you are always working on your life. And if you've listened this far, want to continue to listen to my old podcast. I'm going to tag it on, tag the old podcast onto the end of this podcast here. I hope you're all well. Bye. always working on it. I love having a checklist. I enjoy the feeling of checking things off and calling it done. I celebrate those accomplishments. But do you ever notice how creating your life is never really done? You check off all those items on the list and look up to see more that needs to be done, more that needs to be added to the list. (sighs) Sometimes I get tired of thinking about it. You mean I'll always be working on my life? Well, yes, but it works in a cycle. Little bits and big bits connecting, combining, and the flow continues on all around it. Let me explain what happened to me recently to give you an idea of what I mean. Recently, after reaching a point of overwhelm where everything begins to feel like a pileup of stuff, I made a choice. We were preparing to go on a much needed family vacation. I made the choice to enjoy the trip. Seems simple, right? But in order to make this happen, I had to get some order, and I also had to let go. I wrote out a list the week before the trip, clarifying what absolutely had to get done. Then I did those things, and I checked them off the list. I made sure if it wasn't on the list, I would have to let it go and not worry about it, give it up to the flow of the universe. And you know what? This worked. I made the choice to then relax into the vacation, knowing that the essentials had been taken care of. On the vacation, I turned off all connection to the outside world and enjoyed relaxation and family time in a lovely place. It was a bit difficult the first few days, I'll admit. I wanted to get onto a computer, I wanted to worry about uh, big overlooming projects and upcoming events that would eventually need my attention. But guess what? When I relaxed and told myself all was well, it was. Here's what I noticed as the cycle as it emerged. Big bits and little bits are all a part of the flow of creating your life. 
clear necessary steps can be accomplished with a to-do list of essentials. Clarity of noticing what can be left for later allows for the letting go. Celebration of accomplishments is essential. Time off to relax, reflect, and rejuvenate brings perspective. Taking things off your plate allows for the flow of energy. Focusing on the next steps of creating your life moves it into place. In the meanwhile, the world keeps turning. It is how we choose to create our lives that lives in the details. I now find I'm keeping overwhelm at bay by taking the time to really notice what must be done for the days to run smoothly and what I can let go. Part of creating our lives is enjoying the time that we have. So while always creating our lives, it is important to reflect on that and know what is important to that creating. Taking the time to enjoy the life we are creating is all a part of it. Really? What would be on your must-do list? And what could you let go this week or today or for the month? Enjoy these moments. Celebrate your accomplishments. Let go and go with the flow. Reflecting on being, doing, and having. Taking a look back at a podcast or very short article I wrote a while back, I was reading the book Creative Visualization by Shotkey Gawain, and she commented on a triangle and each of the points of the triangle focused on a different idea, being, doing, and having. And she talks about how they are not in conflict with one another. They're not in conflict with each other. And they all exist simultaneously. So I took some time to think back on this and how it manifests in my life today. Noticing that the being is focused on the present moment, being at rest with myself or with ourselves. Doing stems from the natural creative energies. It's the source of vitality. And having is when we are in relationship with other people, things in the universe, accepting people into our lives and sharing that space. So I, I, I struggle around with this a bit because I find quite often most of my life seems to be spent doing. And my mother-in-law had a quote up on her mirror for years that said, I am a human being, not a human doing. And I always thought that was a great reminder. But I find that I am a human doing most of the time. And so I started to reflect back on, okay, well, when are the times I'm a human being? When am I just being? When am I focused and at rest within myself? So lately, it's been really focusing on rest, really going to bed early, taking the time to nap if I feel like it, letting certain things go, connecting in too much with, if I find that I start to spin, I like to control things, I want to control things, and I start to notice that I'm doing that, it's time to rest. 
And even though I'm a proponent of rest, it is very difficult, even in this world where we were sort of forced into rest for a while, but we have quickly gone back to doing, 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 busy, 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 cram it all back in, throw it all back together. And I think I talk about this quite often on these podcasts. So coming back to the being piece of it, and if I reflect on when I'm being, just being my soul self, it is when I'm resting, choosing rest, allowing rest. It's also in my morning routine, even though I'm doing things in my morning routine, It's a state of being. It's a state of being within myself. Morning pages, drinking a warm drink, tea, and dancing, doing a small movement in the morning, painting. It's meditative. It allows me to connect in with my soul, to notice my mood, to connect in with the energy of my cells, to recenter. And as I said, even though that's doing something, I'm doing things, it's not, it's, it's purposeful and the intent is to connect in with myself, to connect in with my soul. So I, I see that as a part of my being. It is restful. It is allowing. I'm listening into the part of myself that is speaking in metaphor and intuitively and so I, I see that as a, as a being piece of my daily work. And then that starts to infiltrate uh, throughout my day. So I am able to go back to that state of being when I'm stressed, when I am around people, when I am out in the world, when I am doing the things that do need to get done, that sense of being can be brought back in very quickly because it's really important to keep that daily routine as um, a time of being. And so then moving into the doing portion, and I'm separating these out. I, I believe that you have to be in the being part, the majority. No, well, if I'm going to say that they're all equally running at the same time, however, focusing for me to reconnect with who I am, the being portion, that is what moves me through this world and connects me with everything. So not that it gets more weight, but just that I want to make sure that my attention is there much of the time. And so then when I'm doing things, so creating, um, and that would be, you know, stepping into creating my day, creating my week, creating my life, creating what is necessary to function in this world and in this society. And a lot of times that's really fun. It's connecting in with that also and noticing my adrenals and um, back to that sense of rest. If I'm doing things, making sure that I'm doing them from an energized place, making sure that I am sleeping, eating, and taking care of my being in order to move through the doing parts with the energy that is within my cells by taking care of myself. And so that's that vital, that vitality, that vital piece. I know that I'm having a great day when I'm connecting and interacting with other people and being out in the world and not feeling tapped out, but feeling like I want to be a part of the world, the energy of nature, the energy of other beings, the, my car, my home, 
my um, the animals in the house, the animals outside. So really connecting in with that next step of um, taking myself into a place that then moves into the doing and then that moves into the having. So being in relationship with other people, being centered in myself so that I am able to bring my best self forward in order to be in relationship with people. This also allows me to be able to listen, to be able to see the abundance of what I do have, what comes of the doing and the being that I'm that I'm intentionally putting together in my life and, and focusing on and, and keeping an eye on and watching and being present and being alive and being a conscious being. I took a little time then to write about what it means for me with being, doing, having when I'm alone, being, doing, and having as my daily interactions and being, doing, and having in um, the bigger world of uh, interactions. So you have the interactions that are face to face and physical. We have the interactions now that are um, within the internet and online, which then connects us to that greater world. And then I started to think about the psychologies of um, other worlds, other people, other belief systems. And this is where I start to see that I can get tapped out pretty easily if I'm not centered in who I am and what I believe, because I actually believe even if we have different views politically, even if we have different views of creating and destroying, at the essence of us as humans, I do believe that we want to continue our race and we want to take care of our planet and we want to connect in with our young people and that we want to get food on the table and we want to feel safe and we want to have a place to be. So while the world continues to go crazy, if I center back into my alone sense of being, doing, and having, that helps me to then step into the daily life of face-to-face interactions. It's, for me, right now in the world, stepping into that bigger stage and realizing what's going on in the greater world, I will start to get attached to the polarity of that. And that that tips off the balance of the triangle. It sets up the drama and it I start to attach to things that are not within my sensibilities, my sense of centering with what I need, how I need to be what I need to be doing or want to be doing, and then how I want to be connecting and noticing what it is I have in the world. So with that said, I have reconnected again to my sense of wonder and joy for connecting with other people through a variety of ways, working with young people to just basically be with them. So to be with young people and I'm stepping into the education realm, and I, I keep calling it my grandmother role, my crone role, where I really just sit with children and let their energy be nearby. Some of them will say to me, will you just come over and sit by me? They just want that energy near them. I don't have to do anything. Sometimes I do things. But having them, having that relationship, this is the benefit of being with other 
beings on the planet. So spending time with them. I've stepped back into wanting to connect with um, young people that are a little bit older than these little people. Um, Young people, college age, coming back around to connecting with the college age people, listening to them, hearing where they are in the world and and what's important to them. They're going to continue our world. And so it's really valuable for me to be able to listen and and to share my wisdom because I do have information I have lived on the planet and they're very open to listening to that so having that back and forth so these relational pieces of doing doing and then what I have from that is a relational piece where I get to grow and have an understanding of what I've already lived through but these young people are living through it at a different time period so what's what's different and what's the same about how they're doing that And then the other piece is I really miss, and I have said this before, I go back and forth, but these 21 day sessions that I've created really follow this pattern of being, doing, and having. I took the time for years to just be with myself. And let's say what the class that's open right now is elemental observations, taking a photo of an element of art, a line a curve, a shape, a color, and just having that be out there in the world. But then the next step is having others take a photo of something that they're seeing in their world that let's say is a line. And then we come together in community. So we have a piece that we, it's like facilitating. Um, We have a piece that we have a common um, idea. We take that into our own world. We do something with that, and then we come back into community and share. What do you notice as you look at line? What do I notice as I look at line? And my ideas don't control your ideas, and your ideas don't control mine. We get to be exactly who we are in what we see and how we see it, and then we come back and share. So what do we have as we create those circles of creativity and Um, noticing of our world when the world gets so big and overwhelming to come back to that center and realize that I can look at one small thing and let that be all that that it is in the day it's can be very difficult to do and our society does not necessarily support just doing that one small thing it's never enough never enough never enough so I have to make that intentional plan to say it is enough to take a photo of a line today and allow that to be all that I do in that day. And what I have from that is a sense of well-being and centeredness in finding the beauty that exists for me every day and how I can interrelate that with others on the planet. So this has been an interesting ride for me. And as if you continue to listen there's a very short little mini podcast after this that was my original thoughts on being, doing, and having. So you can continue to listen to that. And I would love to hear from you if you are ever interested in connecting with me, letting me know how do you set up your life for being, doing, and having. I hope you are well. Thanks for listening.